Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies today as we come off an absolutely brutal day of baseball for our Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies in Buffalo against the Toronto Blue Jays get swept in the doubleheader. Just a disastrous Game 2 performance. Rough loss in Game 1 as well, but Game 2... We'll go down in the annals as another one of those just uh, losses you don't get over. Kind of like that loss in Baltimore, the one where Segura misplayed the pop-up in the infield, that that loss. You know, the games that stick with you. This is one of them. And the whole day yesterday was one of them. You know, we'll remember that as a a bad day for Phillies baseball. Just awful on so many fronts. More for Jose Alvarez than anyone else. Uh, we'll get to that too, Jose it was not a, a fun day for Jose up there as well, obviously, with the injury and a scary situation there. Um, just an awful, awful day. Awful day. Awful day. The Phillies now fall to 9-12 and on the season after hopes were so high after that win against Boston, four straight, and right back to the team we saw lose three games to the Orioles as they lose Second game in Boston, then the next two yesterday in the doubleheader in Buffalo against Toronto. And just, again, brutal losses. Brutal, brutal, brutal losses. Tough ones to get past, you know, um, because they were winnable games. I mean, game two, they're up seven, nothing. So, you know, think about that. Um, it's just frustrating. It's, it's incredibly frustrating. This team is so frustrating, man, because the offense raked. In the game, in the second game, they did not hit enough in game one. But you know what? It's a doubleheader. It happens. And the offense is hit more often than not. And this bullpen just continues to blow games time and time and time again. And don't get me wrong. The starting pitching was not great yesterday either. We'll get to that too. But, man, this bullpen is as bad a unit as I remember in Philadelphia sports. It's right there with the... The Kerry Williams, Bradley Fletcher cornerback group or the Doyle Green Beckham wide receiver group. The wide receiver group last year for the Eagles. You know those groups where, um, you know, the, the process sixers, the guards, if you want to say it, the forwards, anything with them. I mean, this bullpen's right there with the worst groups we've seen. It is a abomination of a bullpen. It really is. I mean, it's astounding. How little talent there is out there and how many issues they've had. And, and the most frustrating thing about that 7 nothing blown lead loss yesterday in Game 2 is that, you know, for the second time in a row, Hector Neris looked bad. And look, he didn't get help. Don't get me wrong. Didi Gregorius, who 
on yesterday's show, I'm praising for his defensive prowess. Now he makes everything look easy. Has an easy play and doesn't make it. Um, and making me look bad there. But ultimately, um, you know, Hector couldn't get the job done either. And uh, that's frustrating because there's no one we can count on this pen. And then Jose Alvarez, who, you know, other than Hector, was the guy I counted on the most coming into the season and, and had done a good job so far this year compared to everybody else. Um, who knows how long he's out for? I mean, that was a bad-looking injury as a line drive right off the groin, we'll say, and it was uh, it looked painful. And finished the play, made the out at first, which might have been the most miraculous thing I've ever seen in my life, like one of the great plays of all time um, to be able to finish that play out. But um, we'll get to it all. Uh, quickly, uh, before we dive into each of these games, the Phillies did make some roster moves prior to the game. Um, as they bring back Cole Irvin. Hey. And uh, Reggie McLean reinstated from the injured list. Uh, Ramon Rosso and Kyle Garlic optioned to Lehigh Valley. I mean, Reggie McLean got hit up a bit last night. Didn't pitch much, but didn't pitch great. Went in there. Um, you know, Cole Irvin is, in my opinion, not a major league pitcher. So, you know, great. Uh, all right, game one, a walk-off in the bottom of the seventh for the Blue Jays, which still freaking feels weird. It feels weird to me to say a walk-off in the bottom of the seventh. Like, what the hell is that? That's so strange. It's weird to me. It is still weird to me. Even in the moment, even though I knew, obviously, it was a seven-inning game, I would look up at the little ticker score thing in the corner and be like, oh, it's only the seventh. We're good. And then be like, oh, no, wait, we're not. <laughs> it's, uh, it throws me off. Um, and they, they walked it off. Ultimately, the Phillies just unable to get anything going. Um, enough going. They start off taking an early lead at Bryce Harper Homer in the first. An opposite field shot. Uh, Harper just continues to rake. I mean, that guy is such an amazing baseball player. And that's the shame of it. This This team is not living up to the season Bryce Harper's given them, you know? It really that's a shame. If you want to look for shames in this, the fact that Bryce Harper has given them a MVP type season and they're squandering it. That's uh because of a bullpen. That's uh that's a bummer. Andrew McCutcheon a couple of he has a big second game, we'll get to him, but man, I think McCutcheon's back. It's pretty exciting. Very exciting. Um but, again, the offense just unable to get anything going. The Harper-Homer, they will score again in the third on a McCutcheon single, an RBI single. But then it slowly gets frittered away. They give up a run in the fourth, a run in the sixth, a run in the seventh. And, um, you know, Tommy Hunter, not good again. One inning, two hits, an earned run. Dale Luis Guerra, not good. You know, he doesn't get charged with a run because of the error. Uh, there was an error on Quinn just – Ugly, um, a really, really bad error. Roman Quinn is a bad fielder. He just is. I, don't know. I, I thought he was good. He's not. He's terrible in things. Um, but Dale Luis Guerra, Dale Luis Guerra, it's a tough one to say. Dale Luis Guerra, yet again, does not come through in a big spot. Uh, goes an inning, a third of an inning, gives up three hits, one run. Um, I don't get it. Girardi continues to give the ball to Deo Guerra in these situations 
big situations, meaningful situations. And look, I do get that there are just not guys on this team who are worthy of those situations. I mean, everyone gets hit up. Everybody. They all sink. They all sink. But I just, I have so little confidence in any situation that Deolis Guerra comes into. Um, and it seems like he's always, for the most part, coming into important situations or important enough situations. And this was no different and uh, ends up giving up a chopper of a single over the third base line by Lords Gurriel Jr. Uh, and that would close it out as the Blue Jays walked it off. Spencer Howard um, looked better. Uh, they're still not pushing him. He only goes three and two-thirds innings, only through 67 pitches, but gives up one run, five hits, two walks, five strikeouts. The stuff was there. You know, he was throwing some some heat early on, 97, 98 with placement. Um, but, uh, you know, still needs to, to be able to get some stamina and still is allowing too many base runners. With hits, with, with the walks, he's allowing too many base runners. But I would say an encouraging somewhat outing for Howard, but, you know, 67 pitches, just not enough. Um, and, and that's when you get into this bullpen. Blake Parker continues to pitch well. Uh, another clean inning for Blake Parker. He has a zero ERA as a Philly. Uh, can he pitch every inning uh, for the bullpen? But then after that, Alvarez only throws two pitches. Um, really, again, a really scary situation. A liner right back hits him in the groin. Um, he and he makes the play, grabs the ball, and underhands it to first, gets the out, and then just falls to the ground, writhing in pain. And I think we can all imagine how painful that must have been to the point where they had the cart come out. He is, uh, you know, taken off in the cart. It was, again, very scary. And, you know, you just hope for Jose that he's okay. And, uh, again, that was a, a, a really scary thing to watch. And it was it was just, look, uncomfortable. We all watched it and just felt, wow, that's got to really hurt. And uh, that sucks. And I feel for that man. And um, we will, uh, of course, you know, hope to, to hear how bad it is and, and how it's going to work out. But our, our, we're thinking of him, obviously. And, and it's also, obviously, of course, a, a – a, a bummer for the team because uh, he's been their best pitcher out of the bullpen. You know, Jose Alvarez, uh, other than, you know, Blake Parker coming up and just dominating, has a 1-4-2 ERA. Alvarez has been getting outs. Um, he's a guy they really can't afford to lose, to be honest. <laughs> Not that anyone in the bullpen, you know, is going to save the day with this disastrous pen. But um, Jose Alvarez would be on the short list of guys I wouldn't want this team to lose. Um it's not great. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's uh, but it is what it is. At the same time, as the Phillies will have to go on without Jose Alvarez for at least a little while. Uh, who knows how long? Uh, hope for the best for Jose. That it did not look good. All right, let's get to game two. Uh, I guess because we have to, which sucks because this is just an all timer of a loss. Again, the Phillies score seven runs in the first inning. Seven runs no homers all hits gregorius singles in a run as the bases are loaded then alec Baum singles in a run two nothing sack fly by neil walker three nothing andrew knapp a double to the opposite field over the head a ground rule double should have scored bomb uh boom two boom ended up on third but the double ground rule double made him stay at third DD scores on that, and then Andrew McCutcheon comes up, his second hit of the inning, a RBI double to deep right, 
McCutcheon again is just flat out back. Uh, in case that you know, his uh, he's got his average of two forty three, which is unbelievable with how low it was, and he's been batting like three hundred after his first um, twenty or so at bats, I believe. So he's been he's been pretty damn good. Um, big bases clearing double there to make it seven to nothing, and you know, look. With Velasquez on the hill and with this bullpen, at no point do you feel safe in any situation. And look, you would have wanted them to add some more runs. They obviously weren't able to score again until the ni- uh, seventh. About, again, I'm about to say ninth there. Jesus. Um, but you, you would hope the 7 nothing lead in a 7-inning game would be safe. But Velasquez gets it started. Velasquez comes out, and I don't know what the hell was going on with Vinny. And he'll settle down. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we'll get to the whole performance. But in the first inning, up 7 nothing. He comes out and walks the first batter. It's like, what are you doing? Vinny, just throw strikes. Uh, what are you nibbling for? Why are you even? What is this, What is happening, buddy? Just just throw the ball down the middle of the plate. You know, like, not literally. You know what I mean. Don't give him meatballs. But, but don't nibble. And, um... Ultimately, would settle down after giving a home run up a home run to Tasker Hernandez, main at seven two. Velasquez cruises for a couple innings there after that, uh, but um, unfortunately, kind of unravels in the sixth. So he was pitching really well up until then. Only those two innings through five, and then comes out to start the sixth, and it all falls apart. He gives up two base runners. Uh, and then uh, Roddy, excuse me, he gives up a home run to Roddy Tellez first and then gives up a base runner. And then ultimately Connor Brogdon would come in and Brogdon gives up another base runner and then gives up a three-run home run to Lords Guriel Jr. Of course, the guy with the walk-off in the first game is now 7-6. to six. We're freaking out. Not great. Hector Neris comes into the game. And the rest is history. Neris gives up a run on a wild pitch uh, to tie the game at 7-7. Two outs, wild pitch, and then a, a Rowdy Tellez single scored two more to make it 9-7. Um, none of the runs against Neris were earned. There were two errors in that inning for the Phillies, but uh, you know, even still, it was not a. Uh, it was not great. You know, Velasquez just didn't bring it. I'm, you know, excuse me, not Velasquez, Hector. Um, Hector just didn't bring it. Uh, you know, he was, um, he was a disappointment. The wild pitch scores the run. He didn't get to the plate cl- uh, quick enough to on the wild pitch. Uh, you know, Nap had to go and kind of dive to make the out. If he had hustled a little more, maybe Nap throws it. I, th- I still think Nap should have thrown. It. I still think Hector was closer. And if he had tossed it, he might have gotten the out. But Hector was not at the plate quick enough. There's no question about that. So that's. A bummer, too, and um, the Phillies score a run in the uh, seventh on a uh, Romuto single um, as uh, Didi gets on, ends up scoring there. Boehm a, a rips a double there to right field, uh, right center. Boehm is just he's just a good hitter, man. He's just such a good hitter. Uh, he's he's going to be good. Uh, you know, the power's not fully there. He still hasn't kind of grown in that lanky frame as much as I'm sure he will, but he can hit, man. Alec Bohm can freaking hit. And it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch him hit. It's fun to watch him see what he's doing. But ultimately, um, it's too little, too late. Uh, Romito comes in, pinch hit, single off the glove of the pitcher, able to beat it out, scores a run. Then Roman Queen comes up, and he strikes out. And that was it. And it was a 
again, a gut punch loss, you know? It was a gut punch loss. And that was something we saw a couple years ago with the Phillies and, and even last year to some degree where they would just have these brutal, brutal losses. The Hector Neris loss in Los Angeles sticks out to me as one. The Hector Neris loss in Washington, the, the Max Scherzer start where the Phillies got up on them and Wilmer Defoe ends up hitting up the walk-off. They're ones that stick with you. You know, they're ones that you remember, uh, which is maybe sick and twisted, and maybe it's not everybody, but I do. You know, these ones stick with me. And uh, I know that Orioles game, that loss uh, where, again, Segura overran the ball and, you know, Hoskins had it and they lose and, you know, that one, it's going to stick with me. Um, and I'm telling you, yesterday's game, too, is going to stick with me, too. They were up 7 nothing, 7 nothing, 7 nothing. It's hard to blow a 7 nothing lead. This this bullpen is such a absolute, utter train wreck. It is, again, it sucked any hope for this team for real, for real, you know, to do anything real. Um, it's gone. It's none. There's none. Um, and the, the bummer too, is that, you know, you can't trust some of the stars. I mean, Nolan Wheeler have been great, but, and I like Eflin. I think Eflin's been better than others do, but Eflin, Howard, Velasquez, when he starts, Arietta, they've all been bad and they've all not gone deep into games. That's the biggest issue. All of these guys are not going deep into games. They're not pitching enough innings in this bullpen which is already horrendous enough as it is, is being asked to do more. They're being asked to pitch more. They're being taxed more. And it's just a disaster. It's really a bad spot. The, the, you know, it's a poorly built team. You know, that that's the problem, that they're poorly built. And look, they're going to rake. It's a shame. I feel for Bryce Harper. Harper is having an MVP season. I feel for Romuto. And these guys who are out there, plugging away i feel really for a lot of the guys on offense the ones who are hit i mean look they're hitting they put up eight uh, seven runs eight runs in game two game one not enough game two eight runs you should win they got you have seven look should they have had more runs after putting up seven in the first yeah you'd like to see that but they put up eight runs i mean come on man come on you gotta win that you gotta win that you gotta win these games and that's what's so frustrating about these is boston was a team they should have beat toronto's a team they should have beat now they got to play Atlanta this weekend. It's like, no, take advantage of the spots you could take advantage of. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. I'm so frustrated and angry with this team. I really am. I'm, I'm angry. Because they have just... Um, they, they disappoint. And the lack of consistency, you know, they get you excited after sweeping a series. And then, you know, it all falls apart again. And this bullpen, that's ultimately what it comes back to for me, is this this bullpen's just not good enough. And that's okay. It is what it is, right? I mean, it's a weird sham of year anyway. It's okay if we don't win it. But this bullpen is just flat out not good enough. And and it's going to be their, their Achilles heel in the end. And again, I think they can compete. I think they can fight. But this bullpen's not getting better. I think... You know, the four-game winning streak, beating the Mets, beating the Red Sox that game, everyone's like, oh, maybe maybe Girardi's finally starting to learn how to use these guys, and they're bad, but maybe they can get by with it and scotch tape it. Nope. Nope. No. 
They can't. They won't. It's that bad. It ain't happening. So, it is what it is. All right, we'll get to the Braves in a sec. Real quick, though. Um, yesterday, so baseball on Wednesday had its first day with no COVID-related postponements. And then that ended the next day. <laughs> As uh, the New York Mets, so the NL East has had a lot of brushes with this so far. Um, the uh, New York Mets game is from Jeff Passon yesterday. Uh, New York Mets game against the Miami Marlins tonight is postponed after someone in the Mets organization tested positive for COVID-19 as source sells ESPN. Uh, John Heyman was first with the postponement. Then he also says Wednesday was the first day since the opening weekend of the season that all 30 teams played. That streak ends at one. The standard response for a team with COVID plus person uh, is an isolate contact trace. Likely it is multiple missed games with one positive outbreak. The hope is no outbreak. Um, so, you know, baseball continues to trudge forward with this. Uh, it doesn't look like um, there's an article on NBC Sports Philly that, that uh, any of these new postponements will affect the Phillies. Um, as they don't face the Mets again until September 4th, and they don't face the Marlins again until September 10th, but it could push the Mets and Marlins' schedules into tighter windows, and uh, in an uncertain time, you never know what will happen between now and early September. That you know, obviously makes a lot of sense, and then um, who knows? And uh, you, know, you want to get as many games in as you can, but again, obviously the league has been um, pushing forward. The Cardinals back in action. Uh, we've seen these issues, and teams keep plugging away. So we'll see. We'll keep our eye on it. Certainly affecting the NL East again. The Marlins, Phillies, we know how much we've been affected by it. Uh, missing a week of baseball and all that type of stuff. Um, and obviously it's very important for the season. The precautions are taken and they keep the train rolling. The Marlins missing more games is not ideal for them, obviously, as they, uh, you know, they've already missed their fair shares and more postponements don't really help the Marlins out. But ultimately the Phillies... Uh, you know, have have been for the most part seemingly pretty pretty buttoned up with this stuff so far. We'll hope that uh, that continues. All right, looking ahead, um, massive weekend for the Phillies against the Braves. As look, I think that you know, as we've kind of talked, about, I think teams are going to stay into it later into this than than ever before because of the eight playoff teams. Because it's such a short season, there's less time for teams to separate for variance to you know. There's more time. There's more variance involved. Um, but you can't keep losing and then kind of fall. It's going to be, there's also on the flip side of that, not as much time to recover, right? And to, to gain games back and the Phillies now over a third of the way through their season, 21 games in. So this is a massive series against Atlanta, massive, just so big. I mean, they need to take two or three, uh, you know, they definitely can't get swept, swept. And then like I say, the season's over, but it's not good you know they need to play well um luckily nola wheeler Eflin. so you got your three best as far as i'm concerned certainly your top two guys going in the first two um tonight's game 7-10 start nola versus max freed is a must watch pitching matchup two ace type pitchers going at it remember what max freed did to the phillies last time he faced him it wasn't good it wasn't good so let's hope the phillies can Get a little revenge on Freed, and obviously Nola's been just lights out, unbelievable lately, so you hope that he can carry that over into this crucial series in Atlanta. Um, game two, Wheeler against Robbie Erlin, a lefty. 
Um, back-to-back lefties, the Phillies will face. You get gas in the lineup, I would hope, get barrels in there. Um, you know, kind of take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, Robbie Erland, way more hittable. The Zach Wheeler, you know, Nola versus Freed. I would take Nola over Freed, but it's not like a huge advantage. They're both really great. But Wheeler over Erland is a legit decided advantage for the Phillies. And then on Sunday, so is Eflin over Tomlin. I'd say Josh Tomlin, who's had a good year so far, but Josh Tomlin is a you know kind of a veteran guy and. I think Eflin has a higher upside there. So, you know, I like the matchups this weekend. It's a big one. It's a big series. They have an off day Monday, then at Washington, Tuesday through Thursday. But um, this is big. Down at 9-12, and 12, the Phillies need, need, need to win some games, especially against the Braves here. They have to win some games. It's important. So, obviously, we will keep our eye on it and, uh, and talk about it next week. Either way, we'll be back on Monday. Let's hope the Phillies don't make us sad. Uh, and take care of some business in Atlanta because they desperately need to after the last few days that we have dealt with. So uh, until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.